the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you in association with Rebel, 442's official football retail partner. Hello and welcome to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. I'm publisher Andy Jackson. Joining me, as always, is editor Aidan Norman. Good morning. And online editor Kevin Ayres. Hiya. Kevin sporting a, what we call it, a sort of nine... Chimney. Is it a Thatcher-esque outfit today? Miners, sort of... I thought it is. It's a bit, bit of a miner's flat yeah, cap. A yeah, a bit of a Billy Bragg look. Yep. Yeah. 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 I thought he looked like a chimney sweep when he walked in. There we go. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah, height of fashion, chimney sweep look. Thatcher's bloody Britain. All right, let's get back to the football. Uh, pointy end of the season. Uh, the elimination finals were last weekend. And Melbourne victory... Where do we start with this one? Got over the top of Perth Glory. Um, 2-1 after extra time, but that barely tells the half of it. Aido. Don't tell Angie was lucky. Lynchy got absolutely mullered by him in the press conference after the game when he suggested he suggested that he, they were lucky. Um, was a, Mike uh, Zappa did as well straight yeah. away in a post-game interview he was yeah. arcing up about it well I think that's what really got Ange's goat up and then he, he savaged uh, Lynchy in the post-match press <laughs> so um, Ange wasn't happy but he was happy because they got through and you know, Ange is the master of these finals where you just keep going to the till the fat lady sings look you know I think victory very good team but there's no denying they were lucky I mean Jared Goliath that there was two ridiculous penalties. I mean, the first one was slightly closer call, but I still wouldn't have given it myself, but I can understand why it was given. second one was just ridiculous. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, think I, 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 I know think where Ange they... is coming from yeah. because it's like, you know, you look at Man United and you see how many games they win in, in the final, you know, knock-ins, and you're like, well, is it luck anymore? No, uh, you know, there's a different... mentality of a no. good team that is like, right, OK, because let's face it, you know, that mentality of we're out, when Shane Smeltz is stepping over the, the penalty to, hang on a minute, we're not out, let's go up the other end, then have the nerve to to win, you know, to, to score the penalty, and then go on and win it. You know? If it had been Archie's goal first, and then they got the penalty to win it, then yes, I would have said they weren't lucky, you know, they'd, they'd fought back and got created their own uh, chance through Archie. The fact that they got gifted a penalty, which was a ridiculous call, uh, makes it lucky. And then, you know, having got that momentum, having got that goal under the belt, they then went on to try and win it, uh, is fair. Is, uh, you know, that, that's, that's tribute to Ange and his team. But there's no denying they were lucky to get that penalty and yeah. get the man sent off too. Uh, just ridiculous decision. And, you know, that, that's twice that uh, Gloria had been stiffed by Gallet. Yeah, I think Tony Sage was saying that he shouldn't go to Perth. I think he's probably right. I mean, look, I mean, let's let's talk about this. I mean, because again, you know, a showpiece game, um, a massive game in the season. Uh, last year it was the grand final. This year it's the elimination final, and we're talking about the referees. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I think also one of the one of the the, the the counter problems, if you like, to the quality of play going up, is is the quality of officiating moving with the game. And as the game here gets quicker and mm. and better and and harder to officiate. You know, let's be honest. Like, you know, better quality players, it becomes becomes harder because they're cannier, they're smarter. You know, they're... and I think that, that's that word is perfect, cannier. I think, uh, with all due respect to Gillett, he'll be a good referee in the future, but he's very young, and I think you need to give these referees more time, not to throw them into these such big games. Yeah, but um, I think it's a fairly basic 
thing to do to get a penalty call at least slightly right. And the, the bottom line remains, if it isn't a foul anywhere else in the park, and it would never have been, if that had been uh, a clearance in the middle of two from the goalkeeper into the middle of the park and two players had been jostling like that, nobody would have thought twice about it. You'd never stop play. But you, you do also you, see it given all the time. In the centre no, circle, you do, someone's got their hands over a player. Oh, no, you don't. Not yeah, you do. Not that. that, that he, t- he literally touched him. He did not even tug the jersey. It was. I wish we could see this, but it was. I mean, it was it a was, reach across to get in front of the ball. I'm paying to leave. Sorry. Yes, I promise you, you will like see yeah. ten d- free kicks yes. for that same offence given over. Oh, this nonsense! Nonsense! No, not, I'm going to make a note. Right. Okay. We will. We will look at this. But honestly, I. I do not believe that you would get a free kick for that anywhere else in the box, and you, it's, uh, apart from in the box, and you see it all the time uh, happening elsewhere on the on the field. And it's just it's a contact sport. You know, it's not a it's not a violent sport, yeah, but it's a contact well, it's sport. A 50, 50. And if you make contact, I mean, I mean, it's I, not a foul. In open play, you'll see half of those given and half of them not. How many times do you see a player going to receive the ball and he gets the slightest contact from behind? Sometimes the ref will give it, sometimes he won't. How many, t- how, how many times do you see the ball? The, the, the assumption that that would not be a foul anywhere else on the pitch, I think, is, is wrong because I see 10 free kicks like that given all the time. He's like, was that really a free kick? Mm. You know, OK, well, let's play. But it's only because of the magnitude of giving it in the box that if it happens on halfway, it's forgotten. Mm. Someone puts the hand on the ball, passes the ball, and we're away. Soft free kick, but, you know, it's not. Not terminal. The no, amount, no, no, the no, amount no, no. of contact that takes place when the ball's being shepherded out for a goal kick uh, is nothing compared to what happened in the penalty box there. And you never, ever see a foul given for that kind of contact. It's just nonsense. You, you, it's got to be consistent. W- what I would say is there has to be consistency about it. And if you want to make football a non-contact sport, then that's the way to go about it. But it is a contact sport. And if you're going to go down that route, you're going to be blowing the whistle every 10 seconds. I tell you what, though, this weekend was a perfect example of the inconsistency. I mean, no disrespect to whoever refereed in Adelaide, but that foul on Bratton from Urich, I don't know whether you saw it. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Chris Beath had a shocker as well. At the other, other extent. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that highlights what you're saying about this inconsistency. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely one of the worst things I've seen. I mean, I've there were some seriously heavyweight so tackles. I think the there. point is, what Jack is saying is absolutely right, is that the referees aren't up with the standard of the game anymore. And I think they're probably still, um, you know, seasons behind where we were. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I agree. agree. It was a soft I mean, you could argue that, I mean, I, I wasn't convinced that the Perth penalty was a penalty. No, no neither no, do I. It wasn't a penalty. I, I also agree. I actually penalty. thought the one on the guy, I tweeted this at the time, when, when the guy ran across him from behind and clipped him, I, agree. I thought that was the, the, the one penalty out of the three. Yeah, and it was and the one, was the one that wasn't given. given. I agreed yeah. as well. I perfectly yeah. agree with that. And then we've forgotten in all amongst this that Smeltzy hit the bar. Who would have picked Smeltzy hitting the bar? Yeah. And so, uh, what, a, what a night. Well, he said, didn't he, that someone got in his ear, that someone was calling his name, and he thought it was someone on his team. He turned around, and it was a yeah, I player. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. him off, and he, sort of, he said... Yeah, I, I like, saw he turned first around. First time I've sort of let anyone, like, it get to me, so normally I just block it out, and he yeah. said, someone called me, and was If you look at, at the replay, Kevin, and, you see and he said I turned back. around, half turned around, and realised it was a victory player, and then I sort of refed him, sort of blew his whistle, and I was back on it, and... I hadn't sort of blocked everything out. He said normally, I'd, and he said, "I'll, you know." Said and sportsman-like behaviour. We take it on. Of course, he goes on. I mean, I, haven't, I mean, that's part of it. That's I used to try that legend. when I was a keeper, but I always yeah, got blown. You always, blown you always for see it. people doing it. You often <laughs> see a player that used to play with the team 
or that player go and deliberately point to the keeper where he normally puts his penalties. Yeah. You see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I'll give him the ball. You're going to miss this, mate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Don't think about what might happen if you miss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's talk about Perth. You know, uh, for for a long part of this game, this looks like. The uh, the momentum was continuing, and uh, and the, the you know the, the unlikely run to a grand final was still on for a long part of this. Yeah, I mean they played without pressure. I thought they played beautifully, mm. um, and Naga is proving to be a really great asset. I think now he's playing. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, he's well, actually got to start. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, as soon as they got rid of Andrezinho, you know, it was, it was all it was all uphill. Does <laughs> it mean was Liam Miller lost a load of weight? I honestly didn't recognise him. Yeah, he looked yeah. so like. I was thinking, who's like that? Like a stone liar. Yeah, it's incredible. He's... He was never that heavy, but no, no, no but that's the yeah, thing. But he's like, really, really, really ripped fit. or gone. So yeah. one of the two. <laughs> so I think the training is work. I mean, I've been to training in, in, under Fergie at Perth, and uh, you know, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything like what we've seen under Popper. You know, mm. it was very standard stuff. Nothing to, nothing to. Old school by any chance, kind of. Terry Butcher-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like being in the Thatcher era, that kind of football. <laughs> nah, so uh, obviously he's doing something right, but uh, really proud of Perth. Yeah, really yeah good. It's, it's, good it's signs, a, good signs. It's a shame that uh, Perth were up against victory, because you feel they'd probably stood a better chance and more deserving, perhaps, uh, than Adelaide, certainly, and maybe Brisbane, too. Uh, for a place in the, the in the semis, uh, but the way things worked out, they, they met victory, and victory have been quality all season long, even if they haven't been necessarily the best team. Uh, you know, they've been worthy of third place, possibly even worthy of second place, uh, considering the Manor, Mariners uh, follow at the end of the season. So, yeah, I think uh, I think probably in the general scheme of things, given the whole season, the best team won. Uh, but fair play to Perth. I'm looking forward to seeing them next season. Yeah, I know as a Glory fan, we have reasons to be cheerful. Even you know, I mean, this looks so unlikely ten weeks yeah. ago. You know, you, and the, in the manner in which they went out with that, you know, glorious defeat, shall we say? You know, um, yeah. But they'll be looking forward to next season under Alistair Williams, particularly now he's got you know, six months to prepare, right. really get the team playing the way he wants to play. Um, he's committed to bringing in the local young players. Um, yeah, and also other things to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, other players, WA players from around the world, he's looking at. So he's assessing things at the moment. He's got, let's say, four to six weeks for the players to rest, and then, you know, they had a, they had a really long off season. They went to South Africa last uh, off season with the, obviously the tie up with Tony Sage. He's got mining interests over there, so they'll play good games over there probably again. They'll play more games across in the eastern uh, eastern seaboard and. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about next season for Fowley Edwards and Gareth. Finally, Nathan. the A League might see the Perth glory of old uh, from the NSL days, that where you know we get big crowds back at uh, Perth and we get uh, a lot of success yeah. that is deserved and not just uh, Ian Ferguson style success. Yeah. yeah, and just a word on you know Mark Milligan, as fortuitous as the penalty award was, mm. you've still got to then finish yep. it, as we saw from the other end, which smelts. But he was uh, ice cool, slotted it, never looked like missing. And again, it underlines why he wasn't uh, starting for the Socceroos, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think he's been one of the, the best signings Victory have made. And they made a lot of good signings this season, but I really think he's been one of the key ones. Uh, he's been great for them this season. And Archie Thompson with his goal celebration, <laughs> nearly a catchy from Marco <laughs> playing no further part in the end of the season. What a whole new meaning to the sudden death finals. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so you could see his Don't no. swing it the Archer. <laughs> so he got clothesline, clothesline by the corner flag. Um, all right, so that was uh, that was Etihad on. Uh, it was a great game to watch. Friday night. Was I was brilliant. Yeah, I was sitting there. Yeah. Super. With, uh, I, I had the bet on a red card and victory to win an extra <laughs> time. And well, I went from losing a, a packet to winning a load within the space of like, mm. yeah, nice 90 one. seconds. Nice I mean, one. the only surprise for me was the crowd. It was 22 something. And, you know, for, for Melbourne victory, that's a really small finals crowd. Mm. Um, I think there was some AFL on that night. I'm, I can't be certain. Oh, but... a, it, I mean, it's a very crowded uh, sporting schedule in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, no, I mean, that, that's the reality of having the finals at this time of the year but yeah. that's, you know 22,000 still nothing to I'd rather be up against them with, with our finals than with the first four weeks of the season exactly yeah mm. definitely um, alright the uh, second semi was Sunday Adelaide United uh, 2-1 lost to Brisbane Raw Brisbane Raw like Perth you know late charge at the end of the season got into the finals Um but unlike Perth, they managed to, to keep this, got the away win. Um, you know, very well deserved. They, were, they were the better side, really, yeah. I thought, yeah. from, from start yeah. to finish. Yeah, one of the best set pieces you'll see all season with uh, from the corner. Yeah, Skulls-esque. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, what was Casio doing? I have no idea. But um, uh, <laughs> It would have uh, actually I, been better if he didn't do anything. Yeah. If he would have just stood there and let it hit him, it would have had less chance of going into the goal with what he actually tried to do, yeah. which I'm not sure what it was. He was like playing across the line. He was trying to like he was trying to flick it to mid-wicket and ended up <laughs> hitting third slip. <laughs> Bit of cricket parlance there, Jacko. Um, yeah. I think all all he needed to do was just play play a straight bat, as it were, and just get it straight out. But uh, it was an ugly game at times. Um, and I, I, just going back to that, um, the, the tackle on Bratton from, I think, was it Tommy Urich? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, the referees, you know, if you can't give that a red card, then I've no idea why, what is a red card then? Because no, it's set a pre- yeah. it's set of president. This weekend, you can go in. You, I, can, I can tackle you like this this weekend. I'm not gonna but you won't. You'll get a red card. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the problem. Point. Is it yeah. totally depends on yeah. this referee. That yeah. I say, it was a bruising game. But uh, really happy for, for Brisbane. And I think Broish, although he came off, it looks like he's going to be fit for the weekend. Yeah, but, thought um, the worst and done that. It looked like yeah. copped it right on the Achilles. That's not, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't malicious. Yeah. You know, like, so he just stepped in front of someone that was you know, halfway through mm. trying to play the ball. But, and Jack Hingert looks like he'll definitely be out. He's definitely yeah. out, yeah. Pretty cool. Bratton and Brooke both back in. Yeah. Uh, Although they'll, be, they'll be nursing that through, I think. Yeah. But um, they'll. I mean, it's, it's it's sudden death, so you know you do what you have, have to do. But yeah. well, I mean, there's been plenty of fallout from uh, from Adelaide's defeat. Uh, Eugene Galekovic, uh, at the following day's press conference, was pretty scathing uh, about what's been going on. Um, the lack of football people there. Uh, the lack of sort of certainty about what's going on. He himself was. Talking about his future, um, Michael Valcanis has also uh, said that he's not sure what's going on with the coaching situation, whether he wants it, um, and that you know the, the the Asian Champions League, whilst it enabled them to start the season flying, eventually took its toll. Um, they did. They started. I, the Adelaide but, board then came out and said that it's an, a head-to-toe review that they were going to do anyway. They've brought forward in light of Eugene Galekovic's comments. Well, uh, I mean, what I do think, we make yeah. of that? 
Percent, was, percent actually, uh, mentality remains, I'm, I'm afraid to say. Yeah, but I mean, there was even more to it, apparently, than, uh, than that. Last night, there was a, a statement from the chairman, another statement from the chairman, apparently went on their club website briefly uh, before it was taken down, which basically absolutely tore John Cosmina a new one. Uh, for attacking them in the press and blaming him for the Dexter Rosales uh, debacle. <laughs> blame you for Dexter Rosales. <laughs> no, blame Cosmina. Blame Cosmina. Uh, and Petrillo uh, was, in fact, the, the brains behind the operation and the uh, the guy who uh, did all the, the top talent spotting, bringing in the, the other players uh, that uh, have actually performed, while Cosmina's one contribution was to try and arrange for Dario Vidicic to go to Brisbane Roar in a free transfer last season. And How long uh, was this up for? About two minutes, I think, as far as I can gather. Uh, it, I haven't confirmed yet with the club. I'm going to try and confirm that later today. But, uh, uh, you know, it's if that is true, if that was up there... Uh, but it just talk, all talk smacks... Talk you know, it, well, God, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, it's it just awful. smacks of the left hand not doing no, not the right hand's doing. You know, yeah. it should all be done behind closed doors. If yeah. Eugene Galekovic is not happy... You know, him, he should be speaking to Valcanis and the board should be there. But it just seems that they're trying to make their points through the press. Well, clearly, I mean, clearly they, they've obviously tried to go through the usual channels and the result is a disastrous end to the season. Uh, you know, keeping it in-house hasn't worked. Uh, it's all fallen apart. And I think, you know, Valcanis saying that it was the Asian Champions League that cost them the, the end of the season... That's not the case. I mean, you know, the, the guys weren't dead in the feet in their matches. It was just a lack of tactical noose, uh, in my opinion. I think, you know, Volcanus seems to be a very nice guy, but I'm just not sure he's cut out for the coaching job. Uh, and I think they need to bring somebody else. And there was a suggestion yesterday, I saw that Damien Mori might be uh, called in. But well, he seems to be the, the local yeah. favourite there. Yeah, I don't know. I just think clubs run by people like Greg Griffin who aren't football people, don't understand football. I think that there's always a problem when you have that. Um, and it's just that mentality down there. Uh, there's something about that mentality down there that's just something wrong. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's a very I, I, insular place. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of focus on teams like that uh, and a lot of backbiting. <laughs> it's, it's quite a parochial town, I think, and, you know, there's not too many other distractions for them. So it's, Are you it's saying there's nothing to do apart. in Adelaide? I wouldn't say that. I've not been there, so I but can't. But you sort of, are, you know, like in, in so many cases, we we sort of lament the fact that in Sydney and Melbourne, there's so many other things to do. Mm. You'd think that in the, you know, the one city where that, that that's maybe not the case, uh, that it, you'd actually turn that to your advantage. You can you can turn it to your advantage, and I think Adelaide have in the past. Uh, but it can also be a huge. Disadvantage when things start to go wrong, yeah. it can you know you can eat yourself quite quickly. And to be fair, also losing Sergio Van Dijk, who's ripped it up in Indonesia since he's been there, has, has been a, a loss. Another no thing doubt. apparently blamed on Cosmina. Oh yeah, well there you go. As with um, a Francesco Usaka and uh, a Zenon Caravella were all a yeah, but Cosmina's it, issues. Yeah. Van Dijk wanted to go for personal reasons. Yes. Family reasons. Well, I think there was a bit of that, uh, but I think also because I mean, it was certainly getting the blame in this statement uh, for it, and not choosing not to play players. Mm. Well, Ian, Ram Ian Ramsey's already off. He's off to Melbourne Heart. Yeah. Um, Galekovic, you would sense, is probably off, and he'd get to any club in the A League, uh, even Asia. Heart are going to be looking for a new keeper. Yes, that's right. Uh, Could join Ian Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. And, Who else? Uh, Sydney might want. 
a new keeper as He's well. a great keeper, yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting times well, down didn't there. Didn't Sydney recently re-signed Ivan Lecheski, didn't they? They did, yeah. And you'd think that Janjetovic is probably going to go into the season as number one. You would think so. If he gets a GPS for Christmas. At the end day. of the day, they still could do with a new keeper. Two, they may have two, but they probably need a better one. Yeah, and also the Mariners, if, if Matty Ryan goes, and they've got True. Hessville. So there's a few options. But look, overall with Adelaide, I think the thing that really disappoints me about them is that they were actually Adelaide United before the A-League started. They, they mm. were in the old NSL for one season as Adelaide United, and they had a storming year. And they proved what you can do when you have a team that pulls together off and on the park. Um, and they were pulling crowds at 15,000. Yeah. Um, so it's really disappointing to see the crowds re- the crowds go back to what they used to be and the way the, the club is run. And it just To me, it just all goes back to the way the club is run and I think the culture off the pitch. and um, it, it, There's something wrong down there. And it's going to take more than just a few players leaving here and there and a statements from the board to, to fix this. Yeah, I think it, the, the tragic thing is they had a really good squad uh, and as it turned out, they had a really good squad, and they had a really good run at the finals uh, by the head start they got in the beginning of the season, and then it all just turned to shit basically because of the inner turmoil that was going on. That you can't changing a manager is not going to fix that. You know, it needs more root and branch yeah. change. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I think that whole pissant quote that Vidi came up with a few years ago is absolutely true yeah. um, and uh, I don't know what the solution is but I know right now it's got to be not more than just a few little statements of we're all, we're all in this together, it's got to be a complete new entity I mm. think, run with a new culture. Would you take the Adelaide job as a coach? Oh yeah, of course it was for a lot Right, just have a go. Take any coaching job. All right, Harry Kuehl is on the move. He has uh, signed a deal in the Middle East for the rest of the season, which is is actually uh, seems like it's an injury replacement for Mark Bresciano. Yeah. For uh, the the last two months, is it seven or eight weeks left to go? Um, No, no, there's about three or four. It's only uh, three weeks or so. Oh, is it? I thought it was seven weeks. No, No. No. which makes it even more curious given that it would. I would have thought it would take him three weeks just to sort of get uh, get fit, but uh, apparently he came on as a sub in the 82nd minute. So he's playing in the Qatar Stars League, a league that's got Raul playing in it, you know? And Gibraltar C say. Yeah. I think this is really just an exercise in having something next to 2012 on a CV to be, hey, 2013 on a CV to be so honest. It's not completely lost, yeah. Always mm. got one eye on the Socceroos World Cup qualifiers in June. Oh, without a doubt. Had a look at the uh, performance yeah. the other week and thought, yeah. hang on a minute. No, well, I think that's what his agent, uh, his, his Middle Eastern agent said, basically. I can't remember the name of the agent, but he's got an agent. He did the deal and he said it's all about the Socceroos in Brazil. and Frankly, you know, if Harry was super fit right now, I'd be picking him ahead of some of what, what, what I saw the other night. Yeah. Uh, that says well, a lot. Yeah. That's where I we're think, at, really. I yeah. think that that's says more about Holger's selection than it does about yeah. the, the people that that's we've got to choose from. a whole other podcast. Yes, it is, as usual. Holger out. It's quite interesting at the moment, talking about on FIFA. I'm, I'm in, I think I'm in 2016, so I've done like five seasons or four seasons. And uh, I'm now Villa manager and Socceroos manager. <laughs> to do the work. But what's really funny is seeing the squad. So it's like all of them have gone now, Lucas Neal, all that. So it's like you know, Amini in the midfield, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, Lecky, Cruz up front still. You know, but you, it's like 
gee, this is it. This is what, and they're like, you know, 70, 72 oh, overall really? quality. Amin is the best player. Right. Rogic, of course, yeah. Rogic, but he's only a 70. Yeah. Really? Where are you playing Rogic? Just in behind the I'm front not, two? I'm not, on the bench. Coming off the bench. Yeah. Replacing Amini? You are? Replacing Amini? Or? Yeah, Amini yeah. is first name on the team sheet. Wow. Because he's the highest ranked player. He's the best player in the game. But yeah, it's quite interesting yeah. to play with that generation that yeah. are in sort of like there or thereabouts in Europe, you know. Um, well, really, Qatar 2022 will be the highlight of this next generation. That'll be their World Cup, really. That'll be their... That, when they're Nine years. Absolute, no, absolute, they'll uh, be gone. They'll be, they'll they'll be, be pushing it. Yeah. They'll be the Tim Gahills and yeah. Harry Kills of the era. Tim, Tim will still be playing. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? Harry will still be playing. <laughs> Schwartz will definitely still be playing. <laughs> he ain't finishing. No. Uh, all right, the Mariners overnight. Could, is um, it possible to be like... 50 and play in the national is it could you do it if Hopefully. anyone could do it George George can can do it. how old was that there was a keeper that was a John Burridge in the UK he? played till about 40 no no Gordon West Everton there was John was Burridge who's ex Villa keeper I'm sure he played till he was 50 in the lower leagues yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure he, was a, well, he was as mad as a box of frogs as well <laughs> he was a nutter uh, alright the Mariners uh, lost in Asia um, overnight 2-1, they were leading 1-0, uh, put their penalty woes behind them with a converted penalty from Mitch Duke, although he did his best to miss it. Mm. Yeah. And the keeper did his best to completely <laughs> yeah, F it up. Dive over the top of it. <laughs> Was that the most obvious match-fixing keeper <laughs> in the league? No, no. But what we've seen here is... You know, Allegedly. Is, Allegedly. Is Arnie take a severely weakened team out there with one eye on... A place in the grand final. Oh, know, definitely. I mean, yeah, suddenly the uh, the championship is no longer second rate to him. Uh, it's it's mm. become. It was always the premiership with him, but now it's a change to the championship. And it, it, it's no longer the Champions League either. Yeah, it's uh, it's the championship he's after. And fair play to him. I can't. You couldn't argue with it, mm. to be honest. But long term, though, this you know this is a strategically this is an issue for for our clubs. I don't think, it, the, you know... What, what is? Well, it's, we, we, the problem is, though, we're in danger of it becoming the Europa League of, of our football, which is teams spend mm. all year trying to finish fifth and sixth. You know, like, oh, put, put them to, and then they don't take the competition that they've qualified seriously because yeah. of the timing of it compared with... You know, so just like in the Europa League, you see teams bust the gut. Like Villa, Villa did it. This year, teams have done it. Bust the gut to finish fifth. And then when it comes around, their prize for finishing fifth, they send the kids out there because, like, oh, well, the Premier League's more important. It's mm. like, well, so why bother? Yeah, but, I mean, by the same token, you've got the uh, European Champions League happening at the same time as the Premiership's coming to conclusion. Uh, you've got the FA Cup yeah, coming up. Yeah, but I think the point is is that it's it, yeah, there's more money in the Premiership in the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, no, no, no but what I'm saying is that you wouldn't, like, Alex Ferguson wouldn't field seven, you, you know, Second string players in a Champions League match. No, that's the point. They take yes. both competitions seriously. But, but what but the I'm danger s- is now because of the scheduling and where it falls. Yeah, but what I'm saying is we we manage that they manage somehow to balance the Premiership and the UEFA Champions League and the FA Cup push at the same period of their season. Why can't we? Well, oh yeah, no. I mean, okay, there's a bit more travel involved. It's not just a, an hour and a half, two hour flight to Europe, uh, but. You know, we should be able to to balance both of them. We're not taking it seriously. I, I accept that. Uh, that's a fact. But we should try to. If we're going to go in for it, we might as well take it seriously and do it properly. 
Uh, but I think it is disappointing Arnie's, that we yeah, can't. It is, yeah. I mean, you look at the, having said that, they didn't play too badly last night with the kids, but um, yeah, yeah. But in the end, know, again, in the end, experience you know, we're, and quality. We're in danger of Australia's champions yet again not getting out of the group. Yeah, oh, we uh, won't get out of the group. Yeah, I mean, well, we're second, still second, and there with two games left. But I also but, think, you know, it is potentially one of the dangers of all of the talk around all oh, the difficulty of the scheduling and that is that we take our eye off and it's a convenient excuse for the fact that we are just not proven capable of beating teams in Asia. I don't, I, that, I, that we're then also seeing the problems manifesting at national team level. I just don't think we are committing ourselves to it. Uh, and, you know, if it, it's professional football clubs that are involved here. They should be able to play three games in two weeks, as Mariners have got at the moment. Uh, Am I right in saying that you can sign six more players to your yeah, squad? Yeah, you can have a bigger squad. Oh, so you, you can, know. if you want, yeah. have a 29-man yeah. squad. If you've got the money. If you've yeah. got the money. Exactly. But, you know... And you're, uh, only, you're only playing for, what, six games? I know I've known players who've done that. They've only played, signed for six games in the ACL. But you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we, we could be expanding the squads. We could be taking it more seriously, but we're not. Uh, and, you know, that's a question for the FFA to, to answer and to put to clubs. Uh, if we're not going to take it seriously, why why bother with it? Oh, we'll ask Arnie. Well, we, we would have asked Arnie. Around we... Arnie, there was also talk that he might be being tempted away to China, um, to Super League side Gangzhou. I don't think he was necessarily actually personally tempted by it, but I think they were trying to tempt him to it. Right. Uh, I don't think there was ever any danger of actually making that move, but it was interesting that Guangzhou were uh, interested in him and... Uh, According to the, the Chinese uh, report, the news agency report, uh, had uh, off made him the offer of the job while they still had an incumbent manager, in the Brazilian Sergio Farris. Uh, doesn't say a lot for him. I mean, we've seen a, a, a significant increase recently in the number of players applying their trade in, mm. in the Korean, Chinese, mm. you know, yeah. Japanese to a lesser extent leagues. You know, is this a... Would we consider this a, you know, a, a, a good move, a good career move for our coaches to go and test themselves regularly in Asia? Well, look, Laurie McKinnon's already coached in China. Um, and we've got one or two smaller, uh, one or two sort of lower level coaches around the place. But I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're an A-League coach like Arnie, uh, you've pretty much done pretty much everything that you could do except win a grand final. You know, why wouldn't you go to China? Yeah. The money's great. The experience. Yeah, not, I mean, it's not going to be an experience that you're, you're not going to have the sort of I mean, nurturing. Japan played in Japan. Yes. So, you know, he, yeah. he, did, he did that route as a player. Yeah. Although Japan I, I, and China is a, a yeah. massive I, I would say that there's, in term, career terms, I would rate J-League higher for a coach sure. than the yeah, Chinese absolutely. Super League. Although the money, you know, is probably just as good in the Chinese Super League, but uh, I, I wouldn't. It might even be better. Very possibly, yeah, yeah. for certain clubs, certainly. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd like to see our coaches go off and yeah. try it over in Asia uh, at top clubs and top leagues, K League, J League, definitely. But you know, there's a huge cultural issue in making that move, and it's it's not the same. I mean, English players notoriously don't travel abroad to Europe even very well. Uh, making the switch to Asia is a huge leap for us as well. Different culture, huge different language issues. 
Um, it, I don't think it's an easy move for players, never mind coaches. And there's a lot more emphasis on communication with the, the coaches and the players. And I mean, some of the stories you get told about the, you know, the boards and how they, they deal. I mean, we talked about Adelaide before. I mean, you know, some of the clubs in, in China, I've heard some horror stories about how they operate their clubs. Uh, but also just take, this... Take this story, for example, Guangzhou RNF yeah. offering a job to somebody who wants yeah. to get a manager. We, we wanted to ask some questions this morning uh, and get a line into China, but we were we that was axed, that idea by um, Arnie. He didn't want them to talk to the media this morning. So at 11.15, I was due to call, but it ain't happening. However, having okay. said that, China will be seeing the A-League this weekend with a, a TV deal in China that will show the finals, which is fantastic. Brilliant. Which is, again, a great... Window case for our showcase for our coaches and players. Lou Sticker. Deal, yeah, wasn't well it? done, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shinji Ono uh, spoke in the lead up to obviously the Wanderers game on Friday, which we'll preview later. But um, said Tony Popovich, the best coach he's had, which for someone with uh, with a career like that behind him, that's a big raps for uh, Tony Popovich in his first year at, um, as a as a head coach. Although perhaps if you go through players' careers, they'll often sure. say that the coach is my current best, boss is the, the best current boss I've ever, ever, ever had. He also said that the Wanderers was a team he'd always wanted to play for since, <laughs> since he was a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he had Wanderers posters up on his wall. That's right. Nah. Yeah. Ah, look, look, we were just discussing Popper before. You know, I hugely admire what he's done. Um, great guy, and uh, yeah, don't blame Shinji for saying that. No, uh, you know, I think uh, the results speak for themselves. Uh, he's done a fantastic job. He's um, he's taken something from literally nothing to uh, the Premiership title. He's put together a dirty dozen of players that nobody else wanted, effectively. A dirty dozen. And uh, taken them to, to glory and the potential final spot in the finals. Uh, without a doubt, he's one of the finest coaches in the A-League, and the fact that Ono says he's one of the best coaches, he's the best coach he's ever worked with, it surprises me slightly. The the point has been made that he did work with Holger Rosic at uh, uh, Red Diamonds, so that puts Holger's career into perspective. Um, but yeah, Ono for a popper for uh, Socceroos. How can we forget the Holger press conference before the Sydney FC ACL game in 2007 when he was asked about Sydney FC and he didn't know a single player except the blonde guy on the left side. Carney. Carney, yeah. Whereas Branko came up and said, yeah, every single player. That's right. Yeah. So that says a lot about Holger. Done his homework. Yeah. Okay. Um, Melbourne Hart swung the axe this week um, and some of the veterans copped it. Fred, Clint Bolton, Simon Klosman and Matt Thompson will not be offered new deals. I think Clint had Retired yeah. anyway, more than not uh, been offered a new deal, but their their departures were all confirmed this week. Um, no real. Although Matt Thompson was a surprise yeah. to me. I mean, he's only thirty, and as I think he's still a very solid A League player. I thought he was fantastic at the Jets uh, towards the end, and I don't think he necessarily captured the same uh, abilities and success that he had at the Jets with Hart. Uh, but I still think he's a, a very good A-League player, yeah. uh, and mm. I'm sure he'll find another gig somewhere. Mm. It's, the, the problem is, though, you know, the emphasis has, the momentum has swung completely different way, I think, with the A-League now, and we are there is much more of a focus on bringing young players through every club uh, or bringing in, you know, big, really big name stars from overseas. Um, so yeah, it, it's not like it was a few years ago where mm. Matt would have probably walked into any of the other clubs. Mm. Now he's going to have his work cut out to persuade a coach to take him on. I think he's a Western Sydney boy. Played for Parramatta Power originally. 
So, um, you know, potential there. Yep. Yeah. But I think I think Wellington Phoenix. I don't think they've ever really replaced Tim Brown. I see him as a ideal. Actually, that's a very very good call. I'm not yep. an agent, but I'm just yeah. putting it out. I'd there. go with that. Yep. Uh, they also released uh, Dutch mid- midfielder Marcel Myvice. I heard James it was Paul. pronounced Muse. Muse, as in the band. Yeah, that's what I was told. Yeah, Muse. Really? Yeah. He's rubbish anyway. I'll bow to your Dutch ahead of mine. Uh, defender Jamie Coyne, midfielder Cameron Edwards, uh, were also released. Uh, however, they did re-sign Matej Deganzic, Jonathan Gamano, Nick Kalmar and Sam Mitchinson. And as we said earlier, uh, they signed Adelaide United Ian Ramsey. Mm. So plenty of space uh, in the roster and the salary cap for, uh, for John Aloisi and uh, Hayden Fox to uh, get busy in the close season. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, interesting times down there. He's trying to stamp his authority on the, on the squad. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Thompson was the only surprise from those releases. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Still, they need they need to find an identity heart, and if it means going you know completely youth orientated, that would be great. But uh, they, they need. I think to they I think they need to do what Wanderers did. They need some fan forums. What what do you fa- what do the fans want from this club? You know, do you want a them to be Melbourne Victory? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just think they need to connect with the people who are supposedly their fans. Say, what do you want from this club? Because mm. I still think that the, it, it's it's unclear who you are when you support Melbourne Heart. It's clear who you are when you support Wanderers. South Melbourne Heart for the A League. Well, that could be interesting. Mm. <laughs> Not going to happen, I don't think. All right, that's it for an elongated part one. We will be back oh. in part two where we talk through our teams of the season. The May issue of 442 is out now, and we analyse which players from around the world are on the EPL radar as the season draws to a close. Hear why Victor Valdez says the time is right to leave Barcelona. We talk to A-League fans living in other parts of the globe and also EPL fans living in Australia, close to home, and we go one-on-one with new FFA head honcho David Gallup, and Jacko gives us the inside goss on the FFA's National Technical Seminar, 442, on sale now at your local news agents or the app store. You go to all the trouble of finding the right car, so make sure you also choose the best finance provider too. No, they aren't all the same. Quite simply, you shouldn't look any further than Go Car Loans when it comes to car finance because, well, simply they focus on you. With Go Car Loans, you'll receive personal service tailored to your individual needs, with the focus being on getting exactly the right loan to suit your circumstances. So get the Go Car Loans team working for you today. You can apply online at gocarloans.com.au or call 1-300-884-075. Go Car Loans. They'll give you the green light. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. We uh, are going to turn our attention now to uh, teams of the season. Now, this is based on performances in the regular season. Um, we uh, Obviously with the All-Stars game coming up, this is a debate of fans up and down the country, across the country. So let's uh, talk, first of all, Kev, talk me through your formation first, in what formation they're going to play. Yeah, well, it kind of uh, depends on who we finally agree on, because I think there's going to be a quite a bit of argument up at the, the pointy end. Uh, I, mean, I mean, we'll run through each I, of I'm, our teams. I'm, I'm trying to go for a 4-3-3. Yeah. Um, but Midfield diamond facing forwards or back? Yeah, what about your rest of Facing forwards. Um, but yeah, it's going to be quite tight, and I'm going to need wing backs. 
Uh, in a four-three-three, yeah, How can I know. Four-three-three be narrow and need wingbacks. It's, it's 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 quite a confused formation, that has to be said. Okay, Ado, need formation. I'm going for a four-one-two. Sorry, I'm going for a four-one. Come on, Miro. I'm going for a wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically I'm going, going for, for a snake. Yeah, I, I look. I'm basically going for a four-four-two, a version of four-four-two. Right, I'm going for a traditional four-three-three. With uh, number ten, midfield. Yeah, I wonder who the number ten forward. would be. <laughs> All right, so let's let's kick off then. Goalkeeper. Kev. Um, oh, I just this was a, the I toughest just, one I, I had. Yeah, I could flick a coin between like four keepers. Look I mean. at yours, and yeah, that featured in mine. But I kind of tossing up between Kovac and uh, Huging. Uh, I'm inclined to go with Kovac because I thought he was just superb all season long. But I think Eugene gets it simply because he had the best. He had to do more by himself. Uh, yeah, Kovic was protected by the better defence, and that's why I ruled out Matt Ryan as well because I thought he had the better defence in front of him. Yeah, and he had to do less. So I'm going for Galekovic as mine. Okay, I, I couldn't really choose between Kovic, Galekovic, and Ryan. And, and I, but when I was looking at my side, I thought. But considering the season that the Mariners had had, they were severely underrepresented. <laughs> so I went for Matt Ryan as my keeper. Ada? Uh, no, you've got to go for Kovic. Best keeper in the league. Yeah, I, I, he was very, very good. But like I say, I thought uh, he had such a good defence in front of him that he was well protected. And I think Galekovic was more a single-handed uh, member of the defence. OK, uh, right back. Ryan Grant. Which I, who I could have put basically anywhere apart from in goals, given the season okay. that he's had. Uh, I thought he was outstanding. Ida? Pedge Boych. Yeah, he was an initial choice, but I thought Ryan Grant was better this season. Who scored more goals? Not, not the point. Yeah, who scored more goals? <laughs> who scored? Not, who scored? Surely that's not the essential criteria for a number. No, no, no what I'm saying. Make Del Piero the best right back. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think Pedge was as good as Ryan, Ryan Grant was outstanding. I think Pedro was as good. I think but the goals just got above. Plans for me. Yeah. He was another of yeah. my contenders, yeah. uh, but I still thought Ryan... Trouble is, I'd have a back four of the entire Wondrous defence. Just <laughs> <laughs> was there. All right, so we'll fight about that one later. Centre-backs. Kev. Uh, I think we're actually in agreement on this one. Topper Stanley and Sainsbury. Yep, they were my two. They weren't my two. Gosh. Topper Stanley and Megsy. Okay, so yeah, you've gone for the Basically, I've gone for the Wanderers back. Yeah, central. Megs, it was yeah. a, a solid call, yeah. but uh, I thought Sainsbury had a very, very good season for his age. That's the problem with these. I've got one eye on the future and resale value with yeah, my team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the FIFA career <laughs> mode in me. So. Well, I'm looking at more like combinations here. You know, I think Megs and, and Nikolai together are a great combination. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right, anyway. left yep. back. Um, there were a few options here, but I chose the one that didn't get as much game time as possibly the others, but I felt deserved to. Uh, Craig Goodwin. Okay, uh, interesting. Yeah, because I thought he was outstanding talent when he got the yeah. chance. Yep. I thought he was outstanding, but I, I've gone just down the F3 into the uh, Blue Tongue Stadium for Josh Rose. Uh, always a favourite of mine, mm. but I don't think he had his best season this season, to be honest. I've gone for some of those. Season was cut a little bit short at the end. Try away, the Dharma try away. Yes. Yeah. Flyer, absolute yeah. flyer. Yeah, absolutely. Choice. I just think, you know, 
good win and Traore, I was thinking a good win, but I just think Traore gets it just slightly defensively. I think he's just that little bit stronger defensively. Yeah, I, I think I if agree. you were playing a wing-back, I think yeah. a good win would, would... I thought this was a team that we had to play this way, like it was fit now to play, as opposed to... Oh, no, it's your team of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. Good. All right. Plenty of good left-backs. Centre mids. Um, Milligan in front of... Uh, Defence. Yep, I yep. went for Milligan Milsey, as well. Yeah. So universal. Yeah, yep. Milsey. Yep. Milsey as, as a, a screener in front of the back two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And other midfield, other midfielder. Well, so got, you've got a diamond. Yeah, so I've got McGlinchey and Ryehouse on Mark either Milligan. side. Milligan. Yeah, okay. Milsey as the as a holding. McGlinchey on the right. Is it McGlinchey on the right? Yeah. Right. So I've got McGlinchey. I've got McGlinchey and Karuska. Okay. I've got Aaron Moy alongside Milligan as my two defensive midfielders. And then I've got Del Piero as number 10. Well, I've got... Um, this On the is basis the... that he ain't going to do much defending, so I needed two mm. central defensive midfielders behind him as the screeners. Yeah, this is where my formation kind of breaks down a bit. Here we go, come on. <laughs> in front of McGlinch and Karuska, I've got Rojas, Del Piero, and either McBreen or Brocky. In a little front triangle, attacking front triangle. This works for right, me okay. in football manager. Okay. Mm. Well, I see what you mean. There's not a huge amount of width there. No, no. It's very, very central. Okay. Well, I've, got, I've gone for Rojas on the left because we've got the Millsy Rojas Archie combination. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But I've got Rojas and then ADP in front. Okay. So I want to I want to keep that victory. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's actually simply that's very similar to what I'm actually going for there. Yeah. But you're not. No, I am. It's, it's a kind of yeah. lopsided uh, formation. All right. Let's so let's talk about up front. So you've got who have you got, Ada? I've got Barisha and Archie. Okay. Yeah, Barisha and Archie. Yeah. I mean, look, Barisha's just flown under the radar this year. I mean, how many you actually got? It's not flown under my radar. There you yeah. Go. He's my number nine. So I've got Roas and Thompson wide, Barisha through the middle. So that's my 7, 9, 11 with Roas and Thompson swapping. So imagine all of those times when during this season, Archie and Roas have been squaring the ball across and there's been no one there because they've been playing with Flores as a false nine. Now I've got a real nine yeah. who's going to be banging them in. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, yeah. that's pretty good actually. Like Del Piero putting like the, picking the balls in behind the fullbacks for these guys to mm. run onto. Yeah. Little balls into Barisha's feet. And <sighs> locking the gate at the Unst back. Unstoppable. So who's locking the gate at the back? So you've got Mills Milligan and Moy. And Moy. See, I, Moy didn't play that much. He was very good when he did. No, though. but yeah. I like him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like that. That's... I, Go for that with a couple Do we have a bench as well? Can we pick a bench? Yeah, I picked, I put three three outfield players on the bench. I mean, you pick Galekovic or Kovic yeah, on the bench for me. Yeah. I went for Ono, yeah. uh, McBreen, yeah. uh, and Ryan Grant on the basis that you could play him yeah, anywhere exactly. as a sub. He could come on and help you out. With yeah. <laughs> and he actually won an award last night, didn't he? He which did. Was he was a player's, player's, player. player's player. Yeah. Uh, and I think he deserved it, to be honest. At the that. sky blue ball. Yeah. yeah, Del Piero, fantastic season, but I thought Ryan mm. was outstanding. So you'd take off ADP after 80 minutes and slot in oh, uh, no. Shinji. Yeah. yeah, McBreen can come on for Barisha at any time, or Archie. Uh, Brian Grant, as you say, you know, he, he, could, he could slot in almost anywhere. Yeah. And Eugene. Who would you have on your bench, Kev? 
Um, pretty much the same, to be honest. Yep. Um, Ono, uh, Breen and Brocky uh, up front, and um, Kovic on the bench for me. Cool. All right, well, we are, we will be arguing about this because I think our, our final team of the season will be appearing in the grand final program. So there was an effort to our madness. We have actually got to submit our team of the season <laughs> for something. So we'll finish the fight in uh, off air. Um, but let us know what you think if you're listening to this uh, tweet as your team of the season, or uh, or better still go and vote for the for your all stars team and uh, just post that and let us know what you think. Um, what about a manager? Oh, Popper. Yeah, I'd say Popovich. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Popovich or Ange? Yeah, yeah. Popovich. Yeah, Ange's got the All-Stars. We'll give it yeah. this, yeah. Popper. Um, I know, magazine out today. Yeah, Talks new magazine, it. yeah. Um, we've uh, sat down with David Gallup, uh, a large feature in the, in the issue on him, talking about all sorts of things, including uh, where the FFA stands on future A-League expansion, play registrations... Some lovely photos from Kevin as well. Nice pics. What a day that we spent up there. Um, so, yeah. Amazing patience of the man with Kev. Flicking <laughs> his camera for an hour straight at him. <laughs> I don't know whether you know, but there's a picture of David Gallup in the magazine where it's literally the last picture of the set, and he's literally saying, I'm got to go. And we took that shot, and it looks great. So, anyway. Look, we've got David Gallup uh, answering readers' questions. Um... Who's on the EPL radar? We've had a look at all of the players around the world and we've got a few interesting names. Radam Falcao, our, uh, our cover mm. star. Uh, interesting rumour I saw posted on Twitter today that Man United is the latest club for him to be linked with. 55 million. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got a buyout clause of about 75 mil Aussie. So, yeah, look, uh, everyone's after him. Uh, Lewandowski's in there and a few others, uh, including a Kiwi, but it's not the one that you might be thinking about. So who's on the EPL radar? That's in this issue. It's out today. Um, we've gone to Barcelona, had a chat to uh, Victor Valdez about why he wants out of La Masia. Um, Robbie Cornthwaite um, and his life and career. We've had a chat with him, the new soccer or returned soccer and we've tracked down a whole lot of fans of the A-League, uh, A-League fans around the world, including one in Italy, Thailand, Germany, Sweden, and some of the local EPL fans, including a very uh, pumped-up-looking Lee Sutherland from FFDU in that feature as well. Um, Jacko is in this issue. Is he? He is. What's he doing? I'm not. There's no picture of me. I'm not very sure of that. Well, he took the pictures. That's why. My uh, my sort of review of the FFA's uh, National Technical Seminar the other week that I attended at the AIS. Oh, yeah. Down there for a week with all the national team coaches and uh, national training centre coaches, skill acquisition coaches, and uh, who else was there? Oh, all the state technical directors. Mm. So very, uh, very productive week. And you can read all about the new version of the national football curriculum, which will be released soon. Um, and just the big picture plans for technical development in the country. Mm. So, yeah. This could have been a 12-page feature. We had, to, we had to pull Jacko back on this one. <laughs> <laughs> he had it all. We had to pull it back, but it's a great feature, and it's really in-depth. And if you want to know this sort of like beta testing of the new national curriculum that, that they all did at the IAS, it's really interesting. I'd written, I'd written about 3,000 3, words and I realised that all I had done was Hamburger's opening address. <laughs> a whole book full of notes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely very juicy, worth a read. Yeah, very meaty uh, feature and, and definitely worth a read. Former soccer coach Rudy Guttendorf, what a life he's had. 
And I remember when the Socceroos were under him. Um, he's in this issue. His, his whole life is basically documented. Fascinating life. Um, AC Milan boss Massimiliano Allegri is in this issue. Masterclass in performance from Michael Ballack. Um, and loads more. Beautiful. It's on sale, all good news agents today, mm. and uh, all available in the App Store or on Zinio if mm. you have got a newfangled tablet uh, and fancy reading it on that. So, uh, by the mag, keep us in a job, you'll love it. Yeah. Can I also say Ian Dicko Dixon is in this issue as well? Blue nose. I know. He's uh, talking about his A League passions for a certain team that he sings for. So, Wanderers fans, get it. All right, that is it for part two. We will be back in the final part of this week's 442 Insider Podcast to preview. The semi-finals, no more do we call them preliminary finals, which is a step in the right direction for me. So we've got two semi-finals coming up. We'll be previewing after this break. Buying a car is a big commitment. You need to make sure you have the right car at the right price before you sign on the dotted line. So the best thing to do before you buy a car is log on to the Behind the Wheel website. At behindthewheel.com.au, you'll find dozens of unbiased and independent new car reviews. Browse by different manufacturers and find exactly what's right for you. While you're at behindthewheel.com.au, check out the latest car industry news, read motorcycle reviews and news, and pick up some handy road safety tips too. Don't sign anything until you visit behindthewheel.com.au. The May issue of 442 is out now, and we analyze which players from around the world are on the EPL radar as the season draws to a close. Hear why Victor Valdez says the time is right to leave Barcelona. We talk to A-League fans living in other parts of the globe and also EPL fans living in Australia, close to home, and we go one-on-one with new FFA head honcho David Gallup, and Jacko gives us the inside goss on the FFA's National Technical Seminar, 442, on sale now at your local news agent or the App Store. Back to 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. Final part this week is to preview the two big games this weekend. We are at the very pointy end of the season. Western Sydney host defending champions on track for a three-peat. Um... Can they do it? Can Western Sydney make the grand final? Host the grand final? That's what's up for grabs. Friday night, 7.30, Wonderland, sold out. Can't get a ticket. Unless you go on eBay and they're selling them for extraordinary prices. Great. Love Shame that. on you. Love, Love it. that. That's yeah. where it should be. Ado. On paper? Games ain't played on paper, mate. Talk yes. about what's going to happen on the pitch. Well, I think today's session will know whether Ono is going to be fit to play. I believe he's going to have a hard session today. Uh, and there's a few other players who's going to be put through. So, look, if they've got, if they've got, let's say, Ono back and one or two other players, it's hard not to, it's hard not to pick them. Massive crowd. A short turnaround for Brisbane as well. Very short turnaround. And with those injuries. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a real battle. But I think they've got enough in the tank to get over Brisbane. But it's going to be really tight. I can't see them losing, to be honest. I I do agree, though. I think it is probably going to be tight. It may even go to extra time, maybe even Mm. penalties. Um, But I still think Wanderers are going to get over the the Mm. line. Helped by the fans, because it's going to be an electric atmosphere Mm. there. 
you know, we saw how pumped up they were for the, the Sydney Derby uh, a well, few weeks ago. Yeah. And that was almost a meaningless match by comparison to this. Um, and this is just going to be something special. And, and also, they'll be presented with yeah. the trophy. Please. Yes, that's right. Might have been yeah. waiting for yeah. why it wasn't at the Jets game. So, yeah. although they got a, they got somebody's trophy at the end of the Jets game. I don't yeah. know whose trophy they got it was. The salad tray. Literally, <laughs> somebody took a salad tray, tray from the from the cor- <laughs> from the corporate box and ended up. Brilliant. Up. They'd had the RBB barbecue earlier, and the salad had been on it. They just brought Brilliant. it. Brilliant. That was their premier's plate. <laughs> this, I t- this, I cannot wait for this game. I mean, I'm just all week. I'm just thinking of this game. Um, I tell you what, though, uh, Mike Theo has been in excellent form of late, and if there's one man who could who could be the difference, it could be him. Yeah, if I mean, there is going to be a shock result, you know, I I, I do think the Brisbane Roar are not going to be easy bits by any manner of means. You know, they've had a very resurgent uh, end to the season. Mike Mulvey's proven to be everything that we'd hoped he would be from the little we saw from at Gold Coast, um, and uh, he. I have high hopes for him next season. I think he, he could do something very special again with Brisbane Roar. Uh, but uh, in terms of this game, I don't think they're quite ready yet to get past Wanderers. Um, well, is anyone? I don't think anyone no. is right now. No. The... Um, and if Wanderers do get into the finals, I've still got very high hopes for them uh, taking the, the, the championship. Because uh, I, I think nothing about them suggests that they're going to give up goals easily. Mm-hmm. Uh and the only question mark is is getting the goals, uh, but I think you know the performance by Bridge and other people uh, has shown that you know they can get them on big occasions. Mark Bridge especially has just been a big game player mm. uh, for this club and every other club he's been at. So yeah, my, I'm fully with Wanderers. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's not played on paper. I mean, I just uh, the only concern I have is this week off. You know, when you have that momentum and you... I know there are a few injuries and you want to rest them, but that momentum that you have when you have that week off, mm. I just hope that that doesn't affect them. Jack, I, what, I mean, as a coach... I, 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 think, I, don't know, I, I think this is going to be real tough for Western Sydney. I think, I think one of the dangers that they might face is that assumption that, you know, that we've just talked about, that, mm. you know, they're, they're not going to get beaten. You know, I just think of all the teams. I think Brisbane. Mm. I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt Brisbane is the turnaround. Right? Yeah. And it was a tough game. They got players nursing injuries. Yeah. Had, were they going in with a fully fit squad? I think Brisbane are one of the teams that could cause the Wanderers the most mm. concern because when they're on song, they move the ball quicker than pretty much most other teams, mm. if not every other team. I've only seen victory come close a couple of times this season. And I just think, you know, that's the one area where I think you could get at Western Sydney if you mm. don't give them time, if you move the ball quickly, you know, and move their defence around. You know, these, these guys are fantastic defenders when everything's in front of them and it's, you know, and it's played up to the, the attack in a very structured way. Brisbane have the ability with Broich and Barisha and Mitch Nichols yeah. to play those little triangles in and around. And I think... You know, Barish is going to go there and be the pantomime villain, as he always is. You know, he'll love playing in front of a hostile crowd like that. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's the certainty that a lot of people mm. seem to think it is. I think Brisbane will still have a big say in this. Yes. And also, I, I mean, they're, they're fi- they're, they're, of any team in this league right now, they are absolutely finals hardened. They know what yeah. it means to play in these sort of games. And they've played in the last two, three years, these sort of games. So, yeah, it, yeah, it could, could even go to extra time. But I just... 
I just think it's destiny that Wanderers make the grand final. But that's the thing is that they can't think like that. Yeah. And they've had a long time to think about it now. You know, and yeah. that, that's the concern. That's it's the like, thing you know, is that, you know, you've had you get a long time work. to think about it and say, oh, is this destiny and is this what's meant to happen? You know, and I just think they need. I don't think they will because I Popovich just doesn't strike me as that sort of no. person. I, I think, think Popovich will you know, keep yeah. them very. Yeah. And very I'll tell you grand. another thing: when Matt McKay was handed the Premier's plate, sorry, the Premier's plate, um, a couple of seasons ago, very low key. They knew what was at stake, and I think on Friday night it'll be a very low key. Thanks, guys, and there'll be there yeah. won't be any sort of fuss made, and Popper will yeah. make sure there's no fuss made. Yeah. All right. Um, Massive. But obviously, if Western Sydney do win on Friday, then they will go into the grand final um, and host the grand final, although presumably. that will be Allianz, yes. we're presuming. Well, it can't be anywhere else. Yeah. I, th- I think it should be at Parramatta, to be honest. Yeah, but they won't. It's FFA's game. They I know. Won't. They won't. It's, it's and to be honest, I, I don't think... I don't think that the Wonders... I think the Wonders fans understand. You know, there's yeah, been... Yeah, but, you know... Tom, Home advantage is home advantage. Home ground is home ground. It's still in the same city, but it's not their home ground. It's actually the cross-city rivals. But I think the Mariners are in the same boat. They they win. Oh, It's not going to be at their home Oh, no, absolutely. Either, so. But um, again, I think it should be. To be honest, I, I, I don't see any reason why it can't be at Blue Tongue. It would be a sellout. We'd be have tickets on eBay. Final at a three, three-sided ground. I don't see why not. Honestly. I'd rather have a sellout than have a, a non-sellout grand final. But I think Western Sydney Mariners at Allianz would sell out. No doubt about it. Oh, I think it would, yeah. But it's home ground. You wouldn't have Manchester United playing a match at uh, Manchester City's ground. If they had a, say they no, had no, a, but you can't compare the two. You wouldn't have um, Fulham playing at Chelsea. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't no, have. You can't, it wouldn't you can't compare the English Premier else. League to what to a post-finals, post-season finals tournament that's happen. owned by the the federation and not the clubs. It wouldn't. Ha- where else would it happen? Well, A and Z, but there's a rock. No, no. I'm saying where else would the, where else would this kind of circumstance happen? I think the MLS vaguely remember that Galaxy were at home and they played their final. Was that? Yeah, yeah, but the difference yeah. is, you know, most of the MLS teams now have their own stadium that they own, yeah. you know. So. And who knows? There might be a rugby league game there anyway. But look, I think it's right to be at Allianz. It'll be it'll be a sellout if it's if it's either Wanderers and Victory or Wanderers and. Uh, if it's Wanderers with anybody, it'll be a sellout. If it's with Mariners, it won't be. Yeah. Okay, so the Mariners play on Sunday, five o'clock at Blue Tongue, hosting Melbourne Victory. Now, this has been a. There's been some absolute classics. Mm. I remember back the was it season two when um, was it James Robinson? Yeah, scored the winner in uh, the header. Yeah, that was against Adelaide. Was it in Melbourne? What the looping header? Yeah, Yeah. that was the I remember well. There was the uh, there was the comeback with nine men. Yeah, the Dally Olsop. Yeah, yeah. The three three. The three three at Telstra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these two sides of us. Yeah, you're right. They've had some cracking games. Although early in the season, what was it? Was it six uh, one to the Mariners over Victory five nil or some some awful results? Yeah, victory. it was very different times. High line. They played a very high line. Yeah. They got absolutely mullered for that. But uh, uh, no, I fancy. All right, how do you see this going? Obviously, as we talked about earlier, Arnie has left uh, left seven players. In Sydney to prepare for this, or in New South Wales to prepare for this. Uh, 
didn't take them to China. Mm. Um, but he'll still have players playing on Sunday who've played in mm. China. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But so, I, I think this is going to be a cracking match. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be very, very tight. I I think it'd be a fool that would say specifically predict who's going to win this one. Uh, I don't think you can say with any certainty. Uh, Central Coast Mariners will take everything out with them. Uh, they will want to get past uh, victory and get into the final. And as much as Arnie says, you know, first past the post is is the most important. You know, that that's the true football test. The one thing he's missing is a grand final win. Yeah. Um, also, from a personal perspective and from you know his perspective, up against you'd probably say one of his peer group for mm. potential Socceroos jobs in the future. You know, so yep. you know, they've got to bring that into play as well. You know, these guys are ultra competitive. Mm. Yeah. Popper as well. You know, this is a, 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 a an interesting peer group that's developing of local coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you're Arnie and there's there's three minutes to go and you're one nil up, you will not. <laughs> The, at history, all, oh, of course, yeah. to <laughs> the history of that grand final stood up as each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think this is going to be a sensational. I game. think this might go to extra time. I think it'll be an absolute classic. I think this could be one of the greatest finals games we've seen. I've just got that feeling. And victory, you know, as well. I mean, for all the public, you know, like, no, we weren't lucky. I think that whole club will know that they dodged the bullet last weekend, and that can be the catalyst to like saying, right. That's how close we were to not getting this opportunity, you know. So let's not go and waste another one, mm-hmm. you know. Let's make sure that we go out on that pitch and we don't put ourselves in a situation where we're one nil down and concede a penalty. Um, I think this is going to be a cracker. Yeah, I think you know Melbourne Victory's defence is still their their Achilles heel though, uh, and they've not closed that gap. Uh, you know, it's it's. It's going to be where Mariners are going to exploit. Arnie's not daft. He'll, he'll come up with ways to draw them out and uh, rip them apart. Mm. So I can see uh, Mariners getting goals against them. Uh, but well, Green's had joy against them a few times yeah. this season already. Yeah. Uh, I mean, equally, though, I can see victory uh, and Ange, uh, you know, probing that very, very strong back line of... Uh, uh, the Mariners and uh, finding gaps for Rojas and Thompson to do the stuff. Mm. I mean, uh, the one thing that you say, in, you know, in the Mariners that you're going into this is from your team of the season, Ado, is that you know the one area that you do need to be strong against victory is at fullback, both yeah. sides. Yeah. You know, not just in yeah. terms of the one-on-one defending as the player, but also that that savviness at the back post when you're the defending fullback. Because how many goals have they scored from Rojas or Thompson? squaring it all the way across on the assumption that the other fullback's going to have lost the other man and well, we saw the winning goal, yeah. you know, the, the goal that got them here. Um, whereas I do think that they have got you know, the fullbacks that they'd say, OK, we, we think we're up to that challenge. So I think what you might see is Thompson drift inside a little bit more in this and try and get at the central defenders rather than mm. staying as wide as he has done um, and playing a bit more through the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know the the, the problem with um, victory is still the the makeshift backline, and I think that's effectively what's going to kill off the chances. Um, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. Uh, I can see three-two. Which way that goes, everything tells me that it should be the Mariners that win this one, but I just have this sneaking suspicion victory are actually going to edge it, and they're going to be the ones that come out with three goals. 
Okay, so let's go. Cards on the table. Western Sydney, Brisbane Raw. Kev. 2-2 after extra time. Penalties, Wanderers. Big call. Ada. Wanderers in extra time. Okay. Oh, I just I don't know about this one. I'm going to tip Wanderers. I think Wanderers in extra time, but I think it's going to be so close, and it would not surprise me if Brisbane Raw nicked this. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go Wanderers after extra time. Mariners, Melbourne. I'm, I, Come on! I'll, like uh, I said, three-two. Uh, probably uh, on paper, Mariners should win, but I think victory might just scrape it three-two. Extra time. Okay. Okay. I know. It's very hard to 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 defeat Central Coast at home. I think they're too good at home. Mm. I think they'll get over them three-two. Okay. In extra time. All right. I'm going to put the trend. I'm going to go victory. I think the Mariners are running out of steam. I think all of the stuff that's been going on, you know, even the stuff this week about Arnie's future, I just think it's just sort of... Just a little unsettling. Yeah. I just, you know, and I just think Victory will have got such a sort of kick up the backside last week with how close they went out that they that Ange will have refocused them this week. And I think he'll say, look, look how close we are, you know. Um, and also, you know, Ange's motivation, win three in a row. Oh, you know. absolutely. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so I, I predict we are going to be talking about a Western Sydney Melbourne Victory Grand Final at Allianz Stadium. Which will, will be a fantastic Grand Final, but I still think it'll be the top two. Only just. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm with you, actually. I think it'll be Victory Wanderers Grand Final. I'd still want to see a Parramatta Stadium, though. All right. That's it. Our oh, final thing, talking about grand finals. Uh, there is a promotion running on our website that you can click on the skin around our website. You have got until Monday at midday uh, to enter it. It's free to enter, and you can win a grand final VIP experience uh, where you and a mate get uh, flown in, if you're uh, interstate, um, to the grand final. Obviously, we, we don't know where that is yet, but um, flown in. Um, you know, beautiful trip, best seats, uh, and you also get interviewed by Kev for the grand final program because you get a profile in the grand final program, which we're producing and goes to print on Tuesday night. That's yeah. how tight it is. Field of play tour and a signed match ball by the two captains. Yeah, and you get become uh, famous for 15 F- minutes. Famous in the program. Yeah. So you've got, you got until Monday midday to enter. And as I said, just click on the skin on the website and it takes you to the entry page. Get your entry in and you could be a VIP on grand final day. Sure, you'll be having a prawn sandwich next to Ada somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you say skin, just go to the website and you'll see yeah, it. You'll yeah, see au.442.com. All right. That is it for this week. Uh, enjoy. If you're heading out to the games, enjoy it. Be loud. Give your team the best chance possible. Buy 442 magazine. Buy 442 take it with you. On sale today. Don't take it with you. Don't take it with you. Don't. Don't no, take it with it. you. Lose it and then buy Lose another it, one. Lose it and then buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, that's it. We'll be back next week to uh, preview the grand final. Enjoy your football this weekend. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.